L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Deckheads, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Deckheads with your hosts, Nick and Anna. Broadcasting from the bottom of the boat, below, below deck. Ooh, I'm horny. All yacht talk all the time. I'm having a party. We're shoveling coal to keep this show afloat. I love cocaine. We're off the map in international waters. I need some drama, me. Hide that cocaine. Never. In my nose. Just so you know, I'm in an open relationship. Below deck. Woo! Below me. What? Deckhead. Anna, how are you? I feel like I'm in a Groundhog's Day situation. No, the, the listener doesn't know anything about our, our, our false starts. Oh. Now, let's get into it. Riley? Deserves to be fired. Thoughts? No, I don't think so. Okay. Why do you think that? No, I don't think that. I think she's uh, doing great. Are you lying? Today. I finally left my house today. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I took my first walk outside in three weeks. How was that? It was hot. And Cheetah was a real bitch. Oh, why? She just sucks on walks sometimes. I don't take her when I go to exercise, when I go on hikes or whatever. She sucks. I have that problem a lot, too, with my dog. AC? Mm-hmm. AC boy? Mm-hmm. You got to take AC. So cute. I know, but sometimes you can be a real fucking Yeah, jerk. it's like she doesn't want to be there, so she doesn't have to be there. Yeah. She like walks in the evening or in the early morning. Although that never happens early morning. Yeah. Dogs are interesting. Like, they're so. Dogs are interesting. I mean, like, I I was not ready for how much personality my dog was about to have. Mm -hmm. Like, my dog is out here being like, this is what I think. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's like, you're a dog. Aren't you flipping out to be with me? I was like, just next to me. I don't need your thoughts. Like, Damn. I don't need your thoughts on what's going on. Wow, you don't, you don't need to listen to some man dog. Yeah, man dog. Yeah, I, I'm really upset because my dog's a man and he's always trying to dog mansplain to me. Dog, yeah, dog splain. Splain, mansplain dog. Man dog splain. That's a good name for a, a comic strip. Uh, okay. Bad idea. Yeah. What's your favorite sports team there, Anna? Oh, I would say I was raised in the Bay Area and was always raised to root for the Lakers. So, Not the Warriors. Wait, no. <laughs> that was such a Freudian slip. I'm like forced to root for the Lakers now, but growing up, I rooted for the Warriors. <laughs> and I say that because my... And now, gun to your head, you 
you root for the Lakers with Zach. Yes, gun to my head. I am forced. I'm a Clippers to root. guy myself. I am forced to root. Do you root against the Clippers? Uh, no. I don't really. Does, I'm not a. Does I'm Zach? A, actually, why don't we put Zach on? Why don't we have Zach host the rest of these with me? No. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, back to you. Back to you. Back to you. Cool. <sighs> hmm. Well, uh, you lost me, man. You lost me. I don't know. Now how. you farted me. Well, you told me to go get Zach to do the rest of the show with you. That yes, you know, that's I a tough one. That. Hard to come back from that. I stand by that. I'm so pissed at you. I'm so pissed. Okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah, nothing matters. Guys, we are talking Below Deck Season 7, Episode 15. Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. That's how I what? feel about this episode. Uh-oh, SpaghettiO. Why? What do you mean, why? Why do you feel that way? Because Why'd of, you say that? What, how does that relate? Because Is there spaghetti we're, involved? We're about to have some uh-oh spaghettio. What does that mean? Like things are going to pop off spaghettio. Okay, but it has nothing to do with spaghetti. I mean, do you want it to have something to do with spaghetti? I mean, I would prefer if there was some spaghetti around. Okay. All right. Here comes the spaghetti. What? What if I do Wop? spaghetti you right? Mean wet ass pussy. Yeah, but the spaghetti flew into your face and hit you in the face and was like, "Wop!" Wop. Get that wet wop, ass wop, pussy. Wop! 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 Everybody. Wet ass spaghetti pussy. Should stop yelling that. I had to eat a lot of bland foods, you know, because of my stomach issues. And uh, tell us was, more. Everything I was eating, I was like bland and mushy, bland and mushy. You know, mm. like that was uh, what I was singing. That's fun, bland and bushy, bland mushy. and bushy. Not bushy. Bushy. Bushy food is not good. Bland and bushy, bland and bushy. All right, guys. I'm sorry that I'm so distracted. You're apologizing to them? Um, Why don't you stop whatever you're doing over there? I, I was. Why is it me? Why is it me? I, I am well, technically. Let's just have a conversation. The thing yeah. is, the way my camera is placed, I have to look down to see you because the camera is so high up. So if I were to like, if I look at you like this, like that's unnatural. This is me looking at you. I have a tip for you. I can't look like that all the time. I have time. a tip for you. I have you. to look down at you. I have yes. a tip for you. Yes. Move your camera. I can't. Why? Because I'm I'm using my iMac. My iMac's just very big. So put it lower. What then? It... No, put it on the desk. It's on the desk. It's not that high. Yes. It's not over your head. Okay. You do not have a laptop that is over your head. It's an iMac isn't a laptop. An iMac is a desktop. I'm wow. going to send you Look a freaking photo. Steve Jobs over here. Lower it. I just did lower it and you were Why like Why don't you get higher yourself? Get like a taller chair. Get like a bar stool. We could call this bar stool reality. Are you done? I guess. Yeah. I sent you a photo of what my setup looks like so you can stop oh, bitching. Oh, I'm not at even going to open it. Don't worry. I'm not going to open it. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, yes, season seven, episode 15. Let's get into it. Captain Lee calls Riley up to the lounge and Kate stops her on her way and tells her to take responsibility for everything. And Riley's like, okay, girl, I will try. And uh, Captain Lee tells Riley that he has talked to the rest of the deck crew and they do have a problem. And he says, Riley's probably one of the hardest working people he's ever worked with. But this, this ain't Alaska. It's a yacht. And they behave differently. But he says there are solutions to most unpleasant situations. And they're going to make it work. 
but there will be change on Ashton and Riley's parts. And he tells her that she needs to work on how she reacts to people and that she is a very hard worker, but has some very rough edges. But they're too close to the end of the season to just fire Riley. And she gives her word to work on it and says it hurts that these dudes tried to get her fired. And after she leaves the Sky Lounge office, Kate gives uh, Riley a hug and tells her it's okay. <sighs> it's okay. I and figured Cap- it out. What? You should use the Zoom on your laptop, not your monitor. There's reasons for everything. I used mm-hmm. to do that, and now Zach has upgraded us to just do it on the... Well, I say that's a downgrade. Okay, well, you don't know anything. You ha- you literally record in a closet. It's a recording studio. Okay, well, it's a closet. I can see your clothes hung up it's behind you. It's not a you. closet because I don't have any clothes hung up. I can see the I clothes. I have clothes hung up on the walls to deaden the sound, but there's not like clothes hung up on a bar or anything. I have Everything news for you. Everything in here is sound deadening. You're and pretty it is hung not up right now. As a closet for any clothes that I ever need to wear. You're pretty hung up right now. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm just trying no. to clarify stuff because some people are so dense. You're so out of control. Explain to them over and over and over and over like Riley. Well, I'm right. You're wrong. Sounds like Riley. No, I'm right. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. I hate you. So Captain Lee calls Ashton to the lounge and lets him know Riley ain't going nowhere. And he says the problem does. You can't just make the problem go away. That's not managing the situation and that Ashton needs to try and make it work. And he tells him that the truth is not the best management skill. And when he told Riley he was just tolerating her. That was not the right move. And in that moment, he was just retaliating against her. And that isn't a role he can afford to take in the position of management. It's just a like, long way around. Captain Lee speaks in like very, like I don't know, just it's a lot. He speaks like someone who didn't go to school. You think so? He's using a lot of $5 words. Yeah, I guess. He doesn't really have full grasp of. He really is only coherent when he's talking about where he's dragging his dick through glass. He does say that a lot. Yeah. Huh. Schooling, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I do know about being wrapped up in a towel and being beaten with a baseball bat right around your dick. They knocked that puppy clean off. They played golf with my erect boner. As the tea. Let me tell you, every time I pass a golf course, I wince. Mm. I would too, honestly. That's rough. That is very rough. So Ashton says he's shocked how this is turning out, but he will try something new with Riley if Captain Lee wants him to, but he hopes there is good reason for keeping her. He's so dumb. It's like learning management. That's why he's keeping her. He's teaching you a lesson of how to deal with people. Ashton calls Riley to speak to her, and he basically says they need to put in the effort to respect each other. And she just, like, nods and goes, like, yep, and then goes back to work. And Ashton tells Brian that Riley is staying, and then they quickly pivot to the girls, Justine and Molly from the last charter, texting him to hang out that night while they go out to the club. And he's like, yeah, meet us at the library, which is, like, that bar they go to that's, like... It's like a big library, yeah. except their drinks are on fire. Yeah, it's just like a, a club that also looks like a library. Pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, Kay is asking Riley if she can hook up with Tanner in their room. And Riley's like, if I'm asleep, I don't give a fuck what happens. And I'm like, hell yeah, girl. Hell yeah, girl. Um, That's rape. What? No. She's not. Oh, my God. You are a monster. Uh, Why? Because I think things are rape. Why would it be rape? She's not talking about her. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. No, you don't know. No, you don't know. Well, you don't know either. No, you don't know. Okay. Either. Okay, whatever. Kate says the boat is really stressful and she needs the consolation prize of fucking Tanner. And 
everyone is getting ready to go out and they're heading to the club. And I didn't realize it. Like every time they go out, it's like an hour cab ride to wherever they want to go. You notice that? They're always talking about that. Yeah. I mean, just in Thailand. I guess because. Uh, that's why Courtney didn't want to leave early. Because right. She's like, the alternative is me just being in a cab for an hour. By herself, which is like. It's uh, Rapeville. Rapeville, USA. Okay. Thailand. That's, that's not true. Okay. I'll call it Rapeville. I won't. Guys, this is my problem. It's like, Nick. Problematic. I have to actively police Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a nice boy, though. So everyone is getting ready to go out. Well, they head out to the club. And Ashton tells the guys that the girls are coming. And Kevin says, oh, I hate Justine. And Ashton's like, well, you'll be passed out anyway. And they're all like, that's so funny. Kevin passes out really easily. Why are you mad at this? I'm not. What happened to us? I'm not mad at this. I'm just saying. When did everything become men versus women? Well, when they started being shit, the guys all started being so shitty. Oh, when Riley started being terrible at her job? No, she's still not terrible at her job. So Tanner's excited to be at the library bar because last time they went there, he wasn't able to go because he was sick. And he says he wants to hook up with anything or anyone. I don't know. And he asks Kay if she'll go home with him. And she says yes. But then Justine and Molly arrive. And now Justine is creeping on Tanner. And Ashton is creeping on Molly. And Kay is over it all. And she's hanging out with Kevin outside. And they're bitching about how they're annoyed that the former guests are here on the cruise day off. After having to deal with them for a few days on the charter, they're like, I'm just trying to chill and not like see these people I had to like take care of, basically. And Kevin hates Justine, so he's not having it. Yo, Kevin and Kate should hook up, yo. You think so? Yeah, because he's got that old bald head of his. and She's got her old lips. And I think the two of those together with their just like weird old parts could really jam it up. Hmm. This is interesting to me. But we shall see. Ashton is making out with Molly while Tanner flirts with Justine. And Kate says, she's the one that's been working all season. She should be able to be the one that fucks a deckhand, not Justine. Anyway, so they get everyone to leave and they head back to the boat. And the guys are in one cab cheering themselves on for like going out and hanging out with ladies. And the other cab, the, the girls are just making fun of the guys being such dorks. Yeah, they may be dorks, but you keep fucking them. Hmm. Valid point. That's what I got to say to all those ladies. Valid point. While walking back to the boat, Courtney says she likes Brian a lot and it's nice to have a genuine connection with someone. We shall see where this relationship goes. Tanner is wasted and goes to bed, but Kate says she wants to cash in her ticket with Tanner for a fuck, but he's too drunk. And she's like, damn, doggy, drink less and hook up more. So anyway, everyone goes to bed because they're wasted and it's... The next day. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back and talk about this next day. L-A-S-I-K LASIK.com Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. 
Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back. The last day was the previous day. And then after that, it came the next day. And here we are. They wake up and they are all about the eggs. Kevin. Goes up to each one of them and says, I can make whatever kind of eggs you want. That's not what happens. And they're like, can you do eggs Benedict? He's like, that's the only thing anyone ever orders. Yes, I could do that. There's no guests on board. That's what happened. Back to you. Do you guys think that Nick is bad at this? I don't have notes that I fumble over the whole episode. Wow. I just sit here and I'm ready for singers. Fumble over? That is rude. I'm doing my best to keep this show going, and that's how you treat me? If there was a gif that I could use to describe you on this show, it would be it would be like a, a, an anchor, a TV anchor, uh, shuffling papers just over and over for an hour. All right, Nick, you run the episode then. <laughs> uh, but I don't have the information. Yeah, Email it so to me and I will. You're shared on all of it. I share every single Google Doc I make. For this show. You share it with me? Yeah, you're shared on all of them. (laughs) Yeah, well, I still could use a link. Yeah, well, tough, huh? Tough when one person has to do all the goddamn work and the other guy just sits there and says, I'm a a paper paper shuffler. (laughs) I just spit all over myself. Yeah, it's classic paper shuffler. I'm so mad at you. So you like this, this is like when Mike and the Mad Dog got in a fight. Hmm. Yeah, just like that, Nick. Uh, guys, do you ever feel like you're being used by a white man? <laughs> yes. Oh. Hmm. Yo, is anyone still using Amazon? Could you imagine? How how uh, little you would have to care about the world to still use Amazon? Yeah. Do you still use it? Um, I have in the last few months, yes. Huh. But I'm not currently. No. You mean like not? You're not on Amazon right now ordering something? Yeah, I'm not current. Literally, like right now, doing something. Well, I think you should think about it. Using it? No, not using it. You should yeah. think about giving it up. No, I did. That's. What I oh, was, you did? What day? I don't know the exact day. What's the last, what was the last thing you ordered from Amazon? I don't even recall. How long ago was it? Huh. That's a good question. I'd have to go look. But you're done for good now, right? I don't know. We'll see. What do you mean we'll see? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> what the fuck? What am I, why am I boycotting over here? I can't even get you to boycott. You seem to be, you know, all up on the issues. I'm, like, trying to ruin the world slowly, though. By giving one guy all the money? Yeah. How does that help you? I don't know. Okay. Well, you've got a lot to think about, and I understand change is incremental. Um, But back to the show. 
back to the show. Yes. Okay, where were we? Where were we? Yeah, I made me last Yeah, okay, shuffle so those papers. Kate tells Tanner that she tried to come get him the night before, but he was dead weight. And he jokes that Kate would have taken advantage of him because he couldn't perform. And she's like, I would never. So she would never. Uh, what is taking advantage of someone who's willing? Well, he would have been passed out. So... Captain Lee says he won't micromanage Ashton and Riley, but he is low-key watching them. So, I guess, work together well? I don't know. They seem to be getting along for the most part. But she's also, like, not saying anything. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Courtney says Tanner is a player, and Simone is already upset that Tanner was trying to hook up with Justine the night before. And she's like, ooh, I'm not going to tell her that Tanner wants to hook up with everyone, including Kate, who's her boss. And she says she's happy that Brian is a little bit more mature than Tanner. He's a little more boring, if that's what she means. I guess, yeah. He's boring as fuck. He is so boring. Okay, dude. God, I could not imagine hanging out with that guy. I guess. Uh, Brian says he doesn't know where he stands with Courtney. But as far as his daughter is concerned, he's been single his whole life. And he has to be certain if someone is going to meet his daughter, they're in a relationship and something is going to blossom out of it. He says he can't be bringing women in and out of uh, his daughter's life because it will confuse her. So he really needs to have a conversation with Courtney. So it's the next charter meeting with Kate, Kevin Ashton, and Captain Lee. And we learn an Orange County housewife, Alexis Bolinos or whatever her name is, is coming on board. Were you able to get their likes and dislikes? Alexis Bellino and Andrew Bone. Location San Juan Capistrano, California. They didn't show very much of this, but Orange County housewife Alexis Bellino is ready to take Thailand by storm with her rowdy crew of 40 going on 29-year-olds. They're 50. Along with being a popular TV personality, Alexis owns also owns a luxury accessory line called Glitzy Bella. When she's not working and taking care of her, blah, blah, she's celebrating her recent divorce. That's all they showed of that. So get over That's it. right. So, yeah, she's celebrating her recent divorce and is bringing her new boyfriend on a romantic vacation. Her best friend, Eric Christofferson's dislikes Chinese food. That's it. Otherwise, he'll shove it in his fat face. Chinese. Is that the guy who doesn't like carbs? Kept going on no. about how he can't eat no, carbs. No, it's the fat one. What? So, uh, the yeah. The one who doesn't eat carbs is the most cut person on earth. Right, so Kate is concerned that a housewife might be a little dramatic, but luckily she can't flip any tables because they're all nailed down. Uh, I think you're thinking of one certain housewife. but You know who I would like to see on Real Housewives? Who? Captain Lee's wife, Marianne. Hmm. Where would that be? Real Housewives of Fort Lauderdale? I th- Whatever I'm it assuming takes. that's where he lives. I don't there's even a know. Fort, there's a Miami. No, Miami ended. Well, they could bring it back, man. What the fuck? Okay. So they want an Irish-themed party as well and an island excursion at one point, and they also want to celebrate her Independence Day, a.k.a. getting divorced. Brian slips in the shower and busts his nose open, and he has a giant gash on his nose. And I'm like, dude, can you not be hurt for five minutes? What is wrong with you? Yeah, it's incredible that he has so many, like, epic spills and is still so boring. Yeah, well... It's not like Steve-O. He's like, I can't explain it. I was walking I was walking on the boat and I hit my knee. Now I must sit down for a one week. I was taking a shower, yes? Yada, yada, yada. My nose is bloody. Brew. My nose is bloody because I picked my nose with an elephant bone. Well... Kevin seems to have thrown his back out when bringing on provisions. I don't, I'm trying to understand, was Kevin's back previously hurt? Like, is that why he's, I'm trying to understand if this is a thing. 
Well, nah, whatever. I don't know about it. But anyway, he throws his back out, bring on provisions, and now he seems to be in some pain. So the guests are arriving and they can't stop shrinking and the crew is over it. And Kate says they look like the OC with their Barbie-like features. They look very, they look very OC. They're very tan. They're very like plastic, if you will. And Kate and Courtney agree the guests are pretty easy to deal with, though, and they're nice so far. But the main primary, Alexis, and her boyfriend can't stop making out and put on some serious PDA. And Kate and Courtney are just grossed out. So the guests start jumping off the boat, and Riley is annoyed that Ashton keeps giving her shit work. But she's keeping her cool, even though it's blatantly obvious that she isn't part of the team anymore and she feels defeated and is questioning why she's even there. And Kate tells Simone and Courtney that they will be handling dinner service that night. And Simone says she has come a long way in service, but Kate's being very condescending and that insults her intelligence and she can't stand it. And my question is, when was she, because I'm actually curious, when was Kate being condescending? What, what did she say? I feel oh, like I, I don't missed know. It's it. probably an attitude thing. Was it because she was like, do you think you can handle dinner service? And someone's like, you bitch. But it's like, that's a valid question. She's probably bad at Tanner. It's all subtext with these people. I don't know. Just, I don't fucking fuck Kevin. I just like don't even like I'm not really interested in Kevin's like woes because he's like my back, my this, my that. Brian and Courtney are, I also, same problem with Brian. I don't care if you hit your knee and now you need to have it cut off. I don't care if you bashed your face open in the shower. Like, get your shit together. Brian and Courtney are texting about their relationship. Actually, let me rephrase. Brian texts Courtney being like, so like, what's going on with our relationship? Even though, based on my understanding, they're right next door to each other. Like, they're each just in their room, like 10 feet away. It was weird. So he's like, so like, what's up? What do you think of this relationship? And Courtney's like, I don't know. What do you think? And he's like, well, I just thought we were having fun. And then Courtney gets immediately upset. She's like, why are we texting and not talking in person about something this important? And she thinks Brian's being a dick. So in the galley, when she heads back to work, Courtney tells Kate that what Brian texted her and she's bummed out by it. And Kevin is, of course, listening because he's a little shit. And he's like, awkward. Hmm. And uh, Kate says she feels bad for Courtney. So she's, she sends her on the boat excursion with the guests to get her mind off this Brian shit. And Ashton, Tanner, and Courtney are taking the guests out on a boat excursion to just like boat around the, the islands, I guess. Just check them out from the boat. And the main primary just makes out with her boyfriend the whole time. And Courtney's grossed out and is like, I don't want to look at this. So Riley tells Kate that she was eating her lunch in their bathroom and Kate is concerned because she says she's never seen this sad side of Riley before. And she says she's a strong Alaskan fisherwoman, but she's been beaten down. And Riley says that she probably won't speak to Ashton much anymore for the rest of the season or maybe ever. And of course, Kevin's little snotty mouth goes and tells snotty mouth Brian that Courtney was talking to Kate about him and his texts. And he doesn't explain that she was upset. He just made, frames it like she was talking shit about you. So, of course, Brian's mm-hmm. upset and takes it the wrong way of like, hey, she was talking shit about me. And he doesn't like that because women are supposed to stay in line. Nick. All right. That's your thoughts? All right. Well, you know, you're clearly on one today. You know, it's I have my own theories about what's going on with you. Um, so I'm going to give it to you. Sure. Men are bad. Women are great. Yeah. Even when... Men are bad, women are great, Nick smells. Those are my top three thoughts. You haven't smelled me in months. And it's not even that women... That's true. Women, it's not even that men are bad. It's just these guys, there's something so unlikable about them. They bring a toxic masculinity that just rubs me the wrong way. I can't help it. Most of these guys I'm fine with on this show, but like Tana and Brian and, and fucking Ashton, there's something, it's just not right. Their energy is off and it's very aggressive and too male for my taste. Whatever. So the guests head back to the boat and Brian tries to pull Courtney aside and she says, maybe. And she says she doesn't want to talk to Brian while she's at work because she's upset and it will interfere with her job and she'll start crying. And Brian is explaining himself to Ashton. 
he was explaining why he was texting her this stuff. And he's like, I was trying to like give her a sense that we were going to start talking about this. So I just wanted to give her like a pretext, which doesn't make any sense. Like, why don't you just pull her aside and talk to her instead of being like, here's the things I want to talk to you about. So let's start talking about them over text and then move it to in person. I didn't see. I didn't trust that. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I don't know. He still thinks that she was talking shit to Kate and Kevin behind his back. But honestly, like, I believe she was just expressing her frustrations. Like, she's stuck on a boat. Like, I would also talk about that. I'd be like, I'm upset because this is happening. But I'm usually wrong, so I don't know. Who cares? I always get in trouble for this kind of stuff. Thank (sighs) you. You got it. Whatever. The stews are getting ready for dinner service and the Irish-themed dinner party. Uh, The main primary, I guess it might be be St. Patty's Day, which is why they're doing that. It must be. Because they keep saying, like, happy St. Patty's Day. Wow, you're like, uh, are you Encyclopedia Brown? Because that was some incredible detective work. No, I was just guessing the date. You're not Encyclopedia Brown. No. Okay. Okay. Thank you, though. You're welcome. Simone and Courtney are running point on dinner service, and they seem to be doing well. Kate is downstairs doing turndowns and ironing. And the main primary keeps going on about how she'll never get married again until she met her current boyfriend. And that guy does not seem... I don't know. He's definitely... He's vibing on some other shit. Like, earlier she says, I love you, and he just, like, looks around awkwardly. And then now she's like, I'll marry him, though. And he's like, ha, ha, ha. I don't know. Uh, Tanner asks Kate to smoke with him and he asks her, he's like, so what do you think about hooking up? And she's like, why do we keep talking about it? Let's just, if it happens, it happens. You're thinking too much about it. Uh, but she says we should be wary about Simone because she's obviously going to get hurt. And Brian is texting Courtney, admonishing her for talking to Kate about his text. And Courtney's getting annoyed because she's in the middle of dinner service and is bitching to Kate about it, which I thought was funny. Cause he's like, why are you talking to Kate? And she's like, can you believe this mission? <laughs> Uh, which is also like she's in dinner service like stop texting her and the the main guest uh, after dinner basically implies that they're gonna go fuck so they all go to bed she's like we're gonna go have some fun in our room okay uh, bye I'm divorced but I'm better than ever true true girl I'm gonna go marry this guy who doesn't like me yeah they it's keep sad. implying he is not in, as into their relationship. Yeah, that's what is. I was saying. Isn't it like there's yeah. some vibes? Yeah. It's no good. So Courtney goes to bed and she cries. She says this is all very overwhelming. And she thought Brian liked her. And now she's questioning everything and she can't handle it. And then she goes to bed and it's officially the next day. But because it's the next day, I think it's time we take another quick break and come back and finish the shit out of this episode. Nice. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do find this missing girlfriend and tell her story with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one like my producer Anna oh my god my friend Dr. Mindy Shapiro hi it's Dr. Shapiro and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner and of course Gail's sister Elaine Katz having no closure it kills you 
join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're gonna love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Nice. Yeah, so it's the next day. Courtney tells Kevin that she hasn't spoken to Brian yet. And Brian even walks by her in the galley and ignores her. It's pretty intense. Kevin it was so intense, man. The way he was, they were both just working. Yeah. I, I you know, I yeah. mean, I don't know. I mean, they showed that clip, I, but I remember thinking in the moment, I'm like, <laughs> they're at work. I'm not going to read too much into that. Yeah. It is tense. It's tense. But they don't talk. even like, it's like classic, like high school. Like, I don't know her anymore. Why is it high school? I don't know. It's just like, there's no, it's just so cold. I don't know. Kevin is starting to have back pain, or I guess his back pain is accentuating it, and he's really struggling. And the guests are having breakfast. Then all of a sudden, Kevin is on the ground in the galley, and he asks Simone to get him painkillers. And he's like radioing Kate for help. And then I think one of the side, maybe the, not the engineer, but the, the what is he called? The, the first, the first, first officer, mate. First mate, first officer. Yeah, he comes into officer. the galley, and he helps Kevin stand up, but it's like really painful. And he's like, oh, oh, my back. And he says it's the um, worst. Also, back. everybody, you got to take a drink. Why? Oh, because first mate comes into the story. All right, guys. Nick's right. Chugga, chugga. Chugga, chugga. He actually has words. He goes, can you stand up or something like that? Yeah. So they get Kevin up after he screams in pain. And, and he says, said, and then he and then he turns to the camera and he says, do you guys need me in an ITM? I'm available to do an ITM. And then I believe he's taken out back and shot. Yeah, huh. so we won't be seeing him again, but that was hopefully tough. you drank. That was tough for everybody. Yeah, so Kevin says the worst back pain he's ever felt. And they put him in the, the crew mess and give him some water and painkillers. And Riley says she's miserable and she says this this is the worst work environment she's had in a long time. I mean, that she's ever had, honestly. And having a meathead who can't control his temper and a boys who follow an aggressive bro code suit sucks. That's what they do. That's, see, that's exactly, she, she nailed it. And Courtney tells Kate what happened with Kevin and Kate does not react much at all. She's like, oh, <laughs> I thought that was funny. I was like, damn, Kate. Savage. You think Riley's Savage, but you are a Savage. No, I huh. only think huh. Johnny Depp is a Savage. I think everyone else is just uh, hmm. fucking a cool. Fauvage. Wow, yeah. Huh. So Brian asks to talk to Courtney, and he says that he took she took her te his text the wrong way, and she's like, mm. she says them having him saying that them were they were just having fun upset her because she thought it was more. And he's like, I want to talk things out and figure it out. But he doesn't like that she spoke to Kate about their business. And she says, that is being blown out of proportion. And he's like, no, it's not. It was fucked up. End of story. And I'm like, her, him and Ashton always say end of story like that. Like there is no other opinion. And that's that's another microaggression I don't like. He always goes, end of story. Like you, your thoughts don't matter on it. And I hate that. Sorry, but I hate that. Sorry to get so aggressively female on you, Nick. It's a military thing. It's not a... I mean, you take that up with the military. Is that really a military thing? 
No, it's just I'm your superior officer. I'm telling you to do something. We can't sit here and have an argument about everything I tell you to do because yeah, lives will be lost. But Brian is not Courtney's superior officer. Yes. Oh, we're talking about Brian and Courtney? Yes. Are you even listening? Are you I'm out listening? here shuffling papers You're and you don't give a yourself. shit. You don't give a shit. You're in par- wow. you're now projecting one time your own. I got confused and now this. Jesus. One time, one wow, time. Wow, that's a double standard. One time. Remember how when Women I was aren't the only I was talking about how the main primaries they're trying to play him as if he's not as interested in her as she is to him, and and then ten minutes later you're like, I think they're trying to play him as he's not interested as into her as much as she's into him, and I was like, yes, I just said that. Yeah. Well, sometimes your pauses are so long, I wander off. Oh, okay. My pauses are me just reading and trying to make sure I have all the information right. Whatever, Nick. You know, I'm going to kill you later anyway. So, end of story, Nick. (laughs) Oh, God. End of Nick. Uh, And Corny says she's sorry he feels this way. And he's like, oh, you're sorry I feel that way? And she's like, well, I don't want you to be upset. And Brian asks for a kiss. And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, well, figure out what you want. We'll talk later. She's like, okay, bye. And then Simone goes and tells Captain Lee that Kevin's all hurt with his back and shit. And now Captain Lee's even more stressed out because he's like, I, I can't fill in for the chef. I'm just an old line cook. This, and, and basically he's like, the chef is the hardest position to fill. We're in the middle of nowhere. Oh, no. And you know what? Kevin will be fucking fine. Just like have people hold him up while he cooks. And that's the end of the episode. Boat facts. All right, guys. It's time for Boat Facts with Nikki T's. Now, unfortunately, after three straight days of Boat Facts from listeners, oh, I guess our last one wasn't either. Anyway, uh, this one's another Nick Turner original. Okay. Now, um, I want to talk to you a little about a man named Ramon Artikavetia. Okay. Okay, you've probably heard of him. Sure. He was born on uh, July 14th, 1840 in Montevideo, Uruguay. He was the son of Ramon Fermin Artigaveta and Maria Josefa Marcisa Gomez y Calvo. You understand? Do yes. I need to repeat? No, that's... Ramon sure. was born to a family steeped in the history of the sea. According to a family legend, just before his death... His grandfather gave Ramon's father an oar dedicated with the words, knowing how to use it, you will never be hungry. Your ancestors have always survived thanks to the sea. This is your destiny. Follow it. On December 24th, one day before Christmas, 1871, Mm -hmm. Ramon survived the fire and sinking of the ship America close to the shore of Punta Espanillo, Uruguay. Newspapers reported that America had been racing another ship into Montevideo Harbor and high boiler pressures had led to a fire. Uh, 65 passengers survived. Ramon escaped by jumping into the sea and swimming for his life. Many of the passengers were horribly burned uh, and the episode left Ramon burned and emotionally scarred. So for 41 years, this man, Ramon, did not sail again. He never stepped foot on another boat. Um, Interesting. But uh, in 1912... I was going to say, am I allowed to follow up? He finally um, decided he could he could sail again. At last, I will be able to travel, and above all, I will be able to sleep calm. The sinking of the America was terrible. Nightmares keep tormenting me. Even in the most quiet trips, I wake up in the middle of the night with terrible nightmares and always hearing the same fateful word, fire, fire, fire. I have even gotten to the point where I find myself standing in the deck with my life belt on. Anyway, so he's finally good to sail again. And he boarded the Titanic in Cherbourg on April 10th, 1912. And uh, he wrote to his friend, I closed my eyes and went on board this huge ship one of the carriers took my suitcase and brought it to the third floor. We went to the dining room. Saloon C, my cabin is very comfortable. It is heated by electricity. It is on during the night because it is very cold. I met a Mexican diplomat. 
I went through all the corridors to see all the rooms. Some of the furniture was made of tree. Mm. The green chairs were very nice. Now I can see Ireland, and now I am finished writing this letter. He died that night in the sinking of the Titanic. And that is boat fact. Wow. He died on the sinking of the Titanic? Yeah. Oof. That's a really tragic story, but also very interesting. Yeah. Thus his life. Uh, Maybe he knew Kevin's great-great-grandfather? Remember how he said his dad, his great-great-grandfather was a cook on the Titanic? (gasps) Yes! Maybe they met. Yeah, maybe they crossed paths. Wow. All right. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, wow. What a like dramatic narrative story slash like beautiful painting of mm-hmm. the human experience by Nick yeah. during that boat fact. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And you say All I right. never compliment you. Go fuck yourself. Well, All you right, did a guys. great job today. All right. Bye, guys. I'm going to have to shuffle my papers for the next few episodes. I hate you. All right, guys. Listen to it. Uh, follow us at Deckheads Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Email us at deckheadspod at gmail.com. I'm at Anna Hosea. Nick is at Nick's Turners. Hey, guys. We have merch, baby. Baby. We have merch. And don't just take it from me. Take it from Ben, who's... <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, check out our merch on Public. Just search Deckheads Pod or link in our bios on our social media. Also, big news. You can leave us a five-star review. That's the big news. Leave us a five-star review. Thank you so much. We beggeth of you. We'll read them out loud. We'll shout you out. If you put a boat fact, Nick will cry of happiness. Gorgeous. All right, guys. That's that. Have a good night. Deckheads is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV... This is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.